welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I'm Tyler Chisholm. Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, episode number 40, which is brought to you with support from People's Bank, a locally owned and operated independent community bank since 1921. For a higher level of service for all of your banking needs, visit the team at their flagship branch right here in downtown Everett at 2702 Colby. So Tyler, how you doing? Sick. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but man, I haven't been like not able to get out of bed sick and I don't know, it's been years, I feel like. But Saturday morning I woke up, like I've kind of been fighting this cold off since last week, middle of last week, but Saturday I woke up just like wrecked. So this is my first time being back on the office right now um, for this podcast and it's good to see everybody. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen you in like four days. <laughs> I know. It's probably of... the longest I haven't seen you like since I can remember. Yeah, that's probably true. The other thing that's uh, going on. So funny story for our listeners. Um, Garrett, I totally deleted something that he'd been working on for like, like, and he put time into it and he asked me for feedback and I went in and instead of like editing it, I like. I guess I didn't realize what he was asking me and I went and I deleted all of it and rewrote it all. And I just thought that I should take this time to apologize to you. And I <laughs> promise I will never, ever do anything like that again. <laughs> I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so other new stuff, we, you know, this is our second week now recording in the new office and sounded a little bit echoey last week. So today we put down an area rug and some sound panels uh, in the corners of the room to hopefully um, make the sound a little bit better this week. So we'll we'll have to see how this goes. So bear with us while we figure out this audio quality in this room. I do think it sounds better. Like, you know, I can't, I think like last time I thought it sounded pretty good until I heard the recording, but right now I think that it's helped. We also have some daisies that our guests brought in, which I think are helping too. Yeah. Those are really, those have really brought the room alive. Yeah. I really tied the room together. I like those daisies. If you're not familiar with Live in Everett, in addition to this weekly podcast, we also do weekly videos, a jam-packed weekly newsletter, maintain an active blog, events calendar, and more. You can learn more about what we do at www.liveineverett.com. Today, we have local artist Kimberly Matson on the show. Kimberly worked for multiple departments with the city of Everett and now works full-time as an artist. She's a good friend of ours, awesome person, and also designed our very first Live in Everett t-shirt the iconic Everett shirt, uh, which the muffler man drawing came from on our new uh, Live in Everett buttons, which is pretty cool. So thanks for doing that, Kim. Oh, you're welcome. I was <laughs> honored to be asked to help out that way. Yeah, I love that shirt so much. Um, before we jump into our interview with Kim, um, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to one of our local sponsors. So I don't know if you guys remember like two years ago when there was that um, New Yorker article where they said that we're all going to die in an earthquake. It was terrifying. Yeah, totally. So I got earthquake insurance and I always thought that you had to like retrofit your house, but I got earthquake insurance in a North Everett house. I didn't have to do any retrofitting and it's actually pretty darn affordable. And um, I get that through McLean Insurance. They're a Living Everett sponsor. Um, my insurance agent is Nick Pembroke. If you call and get a quote from Nick, um, he'll donate $25 to Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Snohomish County. Learn more about uh, McLean Insurance uh, at www.autohomeboat.com. All right, Kim. Ready to jump in? Well, yes, I am. Do you prefer Kim or Kimberly? I feel like I should know this. Um, I get that a lot. You can call me Kim. 
Uh, I go by both. I usually sign my emails at work, Kimberly. <laughs> gotcha. Fair enough. And uh, then if I sign Kim, then I always get that question. Yeah, yeah. So sorry I about that. Feel like Just call I've, me Kim. I've known you for so long. I've, you call I me would, Kimbo. Yeah, I always call you Kimbo. And I'm like, oh, I better not call her Kimbo on the podcast. Kimbo Slice. Great nickname. Um, so Kim it is. So let's start with your backstory. Uh, you grew up in Indiana. Um, Tell, yeah. tell us tell us about that. Oh, yeah. I um, was born and raised in Indiana in a small town. Um, I My parents had moved there when my older brother was four or five. Um, he's 11 years older than me. So, um, but yeah, I went to school in Union City, Indiana. I chose Indiana Wesleyan as my college of choice and... Um, yeah, I didn't know any any different state to live in. I'm living in Washington for almost nine years now. I have that perspective. I know the differences between living in the Midwest and the Northwest. And um, I'm curious what some of your like early inspirations were for like getting into art, and because that's what you went to college for was art, right? Right. Um, so I went to. I wasn't. A small high school, there were 60 in my class, and we were in the public school. So that that seems pretty small because I'm learning that um, a lot of the schools out here, the minimum class is pretty large. But um, I remember my counselor bringing me in at towards the end of my senior year, and she says, Kimberly, what are we going to do? And I said, I don't know. And it was January or February when you should have your college of choice lined up, and um, I had applied to almost 10 universities. I had enrolled to four. <laughs> I had enrolled <laughs> to the um, Art Institute in Chicago. They had looked at my portfolio, and they said, yeah, come here. But we went to a visit in Chicago, and we were all, my parents and I, we were we were all terrified, <laughs> kind of, of the situation, just because I was from a small town, and the, the city really intimidated me. But um, I, on a whim, kind of chose Indiana Wesleyan, I went on a visit. I caught it on a calm day. It wasn't a, a large student visit day. Um, the head of the art department and the painting professor who became my mentor, they caught me in the hall of the art building with my mom, and they took us to lunch, and the cam- campus was beautiful. And at that point, I had no idea what I was going to do. I was accepted there, so I just chose it because it was such a delightful experience. So. Um, my particular style and practice but um, yeah university was incredible Um, my the summer between my freshman and sophomore year I met a really bright perky young woman um, named Elizabeth Person Uh, we were both interviewing for a summer job at an amusement park and uh, she was (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I did not know that yeah I knew you guys went to school together uh, but an amusement park what job were you interviewing for oh so um, it was towards the end of the my freshman school year and I was looking ahead at the summer and um, Commons Art Shops they manage a bunch of art shops and amusement parks in in the midwest so cedar point amusement park uh they were recruiting artists to be their portrait artists and caricature artists and (laughs) airbrush artists and so i said i don't know what else to do so i'll apply for the job and in the interview there is a group of artists from our school that were being recruited and one of them was elizabeth person and that's the first time i met her 
And I remember right off the bat, you and you nailed this, Tyler. She asked me so many questions and I had never been asked so many good questions in consecutively in a row in my life. And she has these big, engaging, beautiful eyes. And I was like, whoa, intense. So but it was fun. We both got in. So we both became artists, uh, portrait artists for Cedar Point Amusement Park. And we lived and worked together that summer. And I just fell in love with her and. Uh, we became really good friends. So, so like portrait artists, like caricatures, um, or like got that question all I, the time. When I think amusement park, I think caricatures. But were these like, yeah? Oh yeah. So amusement park, the Commons Art Shop did the caricatures and kind of like pastel life, lifelike portraits. Okay. Um, we were employed right next to the caricature artists, but we were portrait artists. Okay. So we were doing the pastel portraits. Um, I would be so. I mean, I think it'd be terrifying and like really fun and funny to be a caricature artist because you have to like hone in on like the person's most like funny feature, I guess is like what you have to think about. So you could just really roast the heck out of somebody. Totally. Yeah. The caricature (laughs) artists, they had a a level up of discernment they had to use with the customers. Cause I mean, if you've got a real sensitive, teenage age girl and you're emphasizing the nose that she's really sensitive about (laughs) um you know you're gonna break her heart but if you have that discernment that she can handle it and her whole family is going to get a kick out of it you're just you're just gnarling that nose all over the page yeah or like the the guy that sits down is like a huge jerk and you're like i'm just gonna troll this guy and Make yeah. him look like he's actually losing more hair than he is. Yeah, so that was a really fun fun <laughs> summer because we would have drawing parties and um, we lived in the, the common apartment complex the artists did and so we'd have drawing nights and we'd draw portraits and characters of each other. It was a blast. So my first experience kind of with the Northwest flavor was um, our very intelligent and talented and fun-loving Liz Person. Um, so I was really drawn to her as a friend and so um, I came out to the northwest one summer to to hang out with her and to to see what it was all about and it was the summer obviously so it was just gorgeous out out here and I worked um as a barista and then I had to go back to school but when I graduated school I I um lived in Indianapolis for nine months or so and um I was really sad I didn't know how to plug into the the community the art community in Indianapolis and so my sister suggested I consider you know why don't you make plans like go move out to north everett go go move out to the northwest you can work on your art it's gorgeous you have fun you have some friends there so that's what i did i moved out i drove my car out um in march of 2009 and um nice right then i plopped my little seed in the soil and i've been growing roots since then so very it's cool. Been really, really cool. And is that when you worked at Starbucks on yeah. Colby? Okay. Yeah. So, so I feel like that's the first time I met you when you worked there with Brad Haney. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was really fortunate. I was one of the reasons also why I was really sad in Indianapolis was because I wasn't making a lot of money, and I was I don't know what to do. I have a painting and illustration degree. I am really emotional person right now. Um, the economy is going down. I'm just going to pack up my car and go out there and see what happens. I got really lucky. I walked into downtown Everett Starbucks and, um, got a job and 
eventually Brad Haney started working there, and I had been friends with him a little bit before that through um, some friend groups, and we just had a blast. We both rode our bikes into work every morning. Um, we made funny noises, and we'd sing and dance to customers and, and, <laughs> and banter. And um, Sounds about right. It's true. Like He's, he's an Everett celebrity, and <laughs> I experienced that, too, because you're coming into contact with hundreds and hundreds of people a day, and I think that that is one of the reasons why I survived such a, a dramatic move. I mean, some people handled those things really well. For me, I was just so sensitive and didn't have very much money. I was youngest in my family, but to come to Everett and to, to almost instantly have hundreds of people I could talk to every day who are really kind, everyone's pretty happy because you're giving them their the thing that they need every morning because they're addicted to it and it's legal to give it to them. And um, <laughs> and they live in Everett. So yeah, they live in Everett. They're happy. And so, yeah, it was a blast. I got to know so many different people and... Um, it was cool, too, because nice. I was new in town, so there were people walking through there that I didn't realize. You know, they might have been, like, the head of such-and-such such department or maybe a senator, and I just knew them as Bob or Dave. Or Speaking of departments, yes. so you've worked for both the city of Everett uh, parks and transit departments, right? Yeah. And cultural arts. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Wow, so you've been in three different departments. I have. So something that was really cool was... um. I got connected. A customer of mine came through Starbucks and told me I should apply for this job that was open in the transit department. And I had background in graphic design, so I applied for it and I got it. And that was a huge step for me because I was, it was kind of my first, I can really support myself type job. And the transit folks are such a great crew. Um, I was there for four and a half years and then uh, took a break to focus on my paintings and the opportunity opened up to take the summer position. You you all um, interviewed Carol Thomas and Delaney Morris. Um, it's the position that Delaney was in. I, I okay. took for a summer, and so that was a hoot. That was really fun. Carol and Lisa are incredible women to work with. Um, I was incredibly influenced by their kindness and professionalism, their enthusiasm for the arts. Um, but but um, that season ended, and. I decided I wouldn't be returning to that job, but another opportunity opened up in the parks department to do graphic design. So um, I've been able to spend a season with the parks department doing uh, graphic design support for the lead designer. And so that's a seasonal position and I'm in my off season right now. So hopefully if all goes well in my meeting tomorrow, I'll, I'll be taking that job next month. Nice. Or, yeah. So which city of Everett department is the best? Ooh. I'm just kidding. The Everett one. <laughs> yeah, they're all, they've Good all answer. been a different flavor. It's been incredible. Are there thi- do you see your work nowadays and think like, I really liked working on that project? Or, I mean, I feel like you've done so many like community art things around Everett and then also like your job working for the city. You know, so you have that beautiful piano at Transit that yeah. you painted. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite things. At uh, Everett Station. At Everett Station, yeah. So what are some other like things that you've worked on that you really enjoyed working on? Oh, that that's that's a great question. I remember um getting hired on with transit being so excited every time I saw an Everett Transit bus, the red buses, because I thought, that's my company. 
that's a bus. You know, <laughs> I was from Indiana, small town, and I mean, we didn't have transit buses. So I thought, oh, that's so cool. You know, that's a transit bus. But then um, one of my very favorite job with them was when I got to design the um, second generation hybrid bus decals. And I do have to say that every time one of those beautiful buses drives by, I I am really proud of that job, that um, that project. We uh, put the state of Washington, the state flower, the state insect, and the state bird on those. So the the rhododendron, the dragonfly, and the goldfinch on mm. those buses. So That's they're cool. pretty sharp. I didn't yeah. realize that that was because because I saw the the pictures of them, but I didn't know that those were our state flowers and insect and yeah we kind of wanted since the hybrid buses are to get a little bit better gas mileage than the <laughs> non-hybrid buses um you might you, you're gonna have to have a transit person on to because i don't i'm not exactly sure what gas mileage they get but anywho we wanted to like really connect the theme of the new decals with nature and the environment and so um my supervisor at the time had the idea to do the state bird insect and flower and i was thrilled to do it because i really got to add color to the buses add some some loveliness and i love lovely things yeah <laughs> that's super cool yeah so catch us up to where you're at with your art today yeah um my paintings are it's been a pretty slow process um because i was kind of discovering the beauty within myself and it really needed to blossom before my paintings could blossom and um so in 20 14 I created I, I built some wood panels for the series of paintings that I really wanted to do they had been in my head since childhood I'd always drawn as a child flowers I was particularly drawn to uh, my mom got me tons of flower books that I got to look at and try to draw the pictures of the flowers and so um, it wasn't until 2014 when I really started finding inner stability and um, some of the being kinder to myself that I was even able to get these flowers down on canvas. So, and they're pretty slow. I, it takes me a long time. Um, my prop, I like my paintings don't, I can't crank a painting out in a day. It takes about 30 hours, maybe minimum from start to build the board to, um, adding the clear coat, you know, until it's completed but um I was able I took off my job from transit I, I left that job to pursue the opportunity to um to paint to to really invest time into those paintings um the opportunity came up to work for cultural arts and I needed a little boost in income so I uh took that job and then it's a seasonal job so when that ended I went straight into painting full-time again um currently I have eight of those series completed eight paintings in that series completed um one of them was purchased by the city of everett um for the sorter culture poster last year awesome yeah so that was really cool because it really encouraged me to really pursue the style that i was looking for because as you guys know i i feel like i've done a lot of different creative projects around the city but to be paid to do this style that i felt like was completely my own style um someone approach me and say we love your flowers which is the work i want to be doing will you please paint a beautiful painting for us for 
the most beautiful event in Everett, I gotta say. Sword of Culture is my favorite event in the city of Everett. Um, I was so honored, and so that was lovely to be able to work on that with them. So, That's but the paintings cool. currently, I have eight of them. I'm, I'm working on a ninth one at home right now. Um, are hanging in the Women's Wellness Center until the end of January, and they're for sale. Nice. And then do you have a painting up at the shack right now too, or are they all at the wellness center? Um, they were in the shack. All of them were in the the shack show, Art for the Garden, and that wasn't from June to September. So they're not in okay. the shack anymore. Gotcha. So. Okay, cool. that's cool. So the Women's Wellness Center is in downtown Everett. Where is that at? Um, it's across from the hotel on West Marine View Drive. And you, you were, they, uh, sorry, were they just at Shushu too? Do I, did, yeah. Okay. So they were just at Shushu Bakery. Your paintings uh, get around. <laughs> well, we have a small apartment and <laughs> I don't like to, I, I don't want them just like kind of leaning against the wall somewhere. I don't want to oh, accidentally kick them or trip get them. Get them out there. So get them out there. I um, love it. It's free storage, you know, if someone wants to, to hang the artwork. So Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and they're, they're beautiful paintings. Um, you guys should try and check them out in person, but if you can't, we'll post a link to uh, Kim's website in the uh, show notes. So you were carless in Everett for a while. Um, how, how easy was it to get around Everett without a car? Uh, yeah, so I've enjoyed listening to you all talk with uh, different guests on this podcast about some of their alternative methods for getting around uh, Tyler Rourke yeah, and yeah. Uh, Richard Porter we know is the the vegan guy who rides his bike <laughs> vegetarian um, pescatarian. Veg- pescatarian which I can relate to because my husband and I are pescatarians but Garrett you ride in your bike um sometimes. so Sometimes, yeah. I, I don't I know get if I it. feel worthy to be classified with the Richard Porters and Tyler Works of yeah. the world, but I try. Yeah, I, try. I yeah, I get that too. My husband is way better at it than I am. But um, I sold my car. Um, I was just feeling tied down. I wanted some freedom. I, uh, I was just trying to save some money, and I thought, okay, what's the what's the next largest expense other than my rent um, that I can maybe get rid of and then I can put that money in savings and it was my car like car insurance gas um and at that point I had a loan I was paying back so I sold the car and that was August 2015 and uh so yeah two years without a car I worked for transit so I was becoming more and more a pretty a transit expert you know so um (laughs) but yeah I everything I mostly what you did as road transit then no, actually, I didn't. I, I walked and I rode my bike. That's funny. Okay. The bus goes right by my our house, and I I choose to walk and to ride the bike just because. You, yeah, you get. You can leave whenever you want to, and you can you don't have to depend on the schedule. But um, yeah, everything we needed was north of Forty First Street, and so Everett, yeah, is a totally walk friendly and bike friendly. Um, place so it's it's got its challenges when you're going to work at 6 30 or 7 a.m um in the winter and you're going in the rain um but i i got some pretty cool reflective gear that (laughs) that kept me high and dry and that's cool so um so what advice do you have for local artists for local artists that are maybe a little bit further um behind not further behind people let me um wow. let me restate this <laughs> so what advice do you have for local artists 
oh i kind of feel like i need to ask some advice from some local <laughs> artists so um i was i was kind of thinking as i was preparing to talk with you two you three um a lot about my art journey and a lot about the journey from indiana to everett and how um ever it has affected my journey um but my advice for local artists would be visit local places and patronize those places and don't be afraid to talk to the people who own those places um my advice to local artists would be like if you have a series if you have a cohesive um show you know build relationships with people who you already appreciate, who you're already drawn to. And don't try to force a relationship that you don't think is working because it, it'll require a lot more energy from you than, than what, what it's worth. And if you don't, I, I would also say, you know, I've been kind of slow um, with my work. I'd also say don't be afraid to, to keep your art to yourself for a little longer if you don't think it's mature enough to be shown. No, it's okay to, to say no to certain creative uh, opportunities um, if you don't think it's going to buy you anything in the end really think about what it is that that gives you life on the inside and yeah totally it's hard not to say yes to everything I feel like especially in Everett like that's like just part of like the scene here is because there's tons of stuff to do and not a ton of people who are, can do it or who are doing it mm-hmm. you know um, so yeah, yeah. but totally- there's also a lot of opportunity because of that so then when you're like uh, developing your career or like maturing as an artist or a creative or a blank, you know, whatever. Musician. Musician. Yeah, yeah exactly. You want to be like, yeah, I want to take this opportunity. And I totally with you. It's, it is like that balance is hard, but like protecting your creative energy is like, that's, that's, that's good. So we have some Everett questions that we like to ask all of our guests. And the first question is... How have you seen Everett change since you've been here? Um, I would say that I've seen people become a lot more happy. There are a lot more happier people in Everett that have a lot of energy. And there's a lot more people jogging around and riding their bikes and getting coffee. It's awesome. Happy people. I like that. It's gotten happier. Um, what do you think Everett's best kept secret is? Um, whew. I don't go to Aqua Sox games very often, but I feel like sunsets <laughs> at the Aqua Sox game are best kept secret, secret because the Cascade Mountains are just a sunset in themselves. They're in the east, but they <laughs> reflect the gorgeous sunsets, so I'll say that. Nice. nice. Jinx. Do you think Everett is misunderstood, and if so, why? Um, I think that it, it, I think it's misunderstood. I think that there's some more effort that could be had by those who don't like Everett or are really critical of Everett or who don't live here and pass by. I think that there's just energy they're not putting into understanding some a space or a place before they say Everett's terrible because Everett is, is great. So, And I'm finding more and more people, like, I don't even receive that impression that people think ill of Everett. So, but you also choose who you spend time with. So I'm choosing to spend time with people who are positive. So what do you think Everett needs? If anything, um, 
I will say I do think Everett needs an Orthodox church. Uh, I go to church in Briar, and um, that's the only reason I leave Everett is to go to church. So if Everett had an Orthodox church, uh, wouldn't have to leave Everett. Also, I think it'd be a great place for people to visit and experience uh, the Orthodox faith. Nice. Uh, what is your greatest hope for Everett's future? Um, my greatest hope for Everett's future is that the high school age and under um, feel inspired to make Everett their own and have a positive outlook on Everett, um, that they feel like they can engage with the community as well. Because uh, I'm not in that world a lot, but I was thinking, man, I hope that the grade school and the, the high school students here feel excited about Everett like I do because I'm not living in the community I went to school in, but um, who it'd be so cool to to glide on that momentum if, if if you're excited about a community when you're in grade school and cast you know like gliding into adulthood like we want that energy. I will say one thing I, I noticed. I used to volunteer at Everett High School, and I grew up in Marysville and went to Everett High or Marysville Pilchuck. And one thing I noticed about the kids at Everett High School is that they're all really really nice to each other. And two, they were there was still like that high school pride of like your alma mater, you know, yeah. or like whatever. It's like they were stoked to be like in pride, uh, prideful of being forever. And I always thought that was super cool. Yeah. So yeah. thanks for the um, thoughtful um, answers to our Everett questions. We always play a game now. Okay. Uh, we play a game called Fast Favorites. And um, let's see, Garrett will ask the questions this week. So I'll watch the timer. Um, and. Um, I'm ready whenever you guys are. All right. Ready, Kim? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where is your favorite place to eat? Home. Favorite place to drink? Lombardi's. Favorite place to watch sunset? Aquasox game. <laughs> there you go. Word to describe Everett? Beautiful. And thing to do when you have free time? I like to go on a walk or go on a bike ride. Nice. That was like, I don't know, probably 18 seconds or something. I was trying to make up for all my lightning fast. Talking (laughs) earlier. So So you get to pick a little gift out of the bag of mystery there. Okay. Okay. This is a gift card to Mazatlan. Yes. $25 on there for you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Uh, Joshua, my husband, and I, we went to Mazatlan because we were so hungry one night. And I said, Living out for it, people always talk about Mazatlan. We got to go. We went. They have the best veggie burrito ever. So oh, we are nice. so excited. Yeah, that's cool. Thank well, you. Thank you, guys. Wow. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you, Mazatlan. So before we um, cut you loose, any asks of our audience or uh, places people can connect with you? Um, I have an Instagram. You can follow my our journey, um, poke and draw. So it's P-O-K-E-A-N-D-D-R-A. W um, at Poke and Draw. And then my website is pokeanddraw.com. And that's about it. I mean, you can put my website on your show notes or something. Cool. If you want to. Awesome. Or you can ask my husband next week. Yeah, that's right. Your your husband, Joshua Matson will be on the show next week, which uh, we're really excited about. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You know, I actually didn't know that until just now because I don't put the show schedule together. And I think that's really cool that we have Kim and then Josh back to back. Sorry so. if I spoiled it. No, no, no. It's cool. Yeah, I don't no, think I was going to mention like it in oh, the outro okay. anyways. Okay, sorry about nice. that. The, the Matson streak. 
the Madsen streak. That's nice. Yeah. Um, all right. So thanks everybody for hanging out for the Live and Everett podcast. Do you like this show? Do you hate it? We would love to hear from you. Also, if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe and rate our show. It helps a ton. You can keep up with all the good things happening around Everett by subscribing to our free weekly newsletter, The Weekly Goodness, which goes out every single Monday and is packed full of upcoming events, the latest podcast and video of the week, and a recap of what's new on the blog. You can subscribe to The Weekly Goodness for free at the website, liveineverett.com slash subscribe. Thanks a million to Kimberly for joining us today. Special thanks to Oliver Alfarmy for our theme music and to our producer, Henry J., which, by the way, Henry has a show called The Stereo Wire. It's every Friday night at 8.30 p.m. on 90.7 KSER-FM. It's an okay radio show, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody changed my show notes. I think it was I, Henry. <laughs> this, this is the first time Henry put together the uh, podcast outline. <laughs> this is my Anchorman moment. <laughs> <laughs> and I just read the prompter. Just go on. Yeah, that's good. It's my favorite radio show. Good things happen in Everett because of you. Thanks for hanging out with us, and thanks for being part of this wonderful city. Have an awesome week. This is why we're Everett till the grave.